0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. What is your name? That is the question with which the prayer book catechism begins. What is your name? Why begin in this way? I think it's a way of putting first things first. A name, after all, represents who you are. It is a sign of identity and relationship, how you are known. Beginning with this question, the Catechism shows that being Christian has to do with being known, has to do with your deepest identity. You were made to know and love the living God, the creator of the cosmos, to share in his joy, in the joy that is at the very center of of all things. Your life is a gift from God. As St. Paul puts it, what do you have that you did not receive? Who you are and the meaning and purpose of your life is something you receive from outside yourself. It is not something you make for yourself, something you choose for yourself, even your name, the sign of your identity, was given to you. Your parents named you when you were born, and when you were baptized, the priest called you by name and baptized you with water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Your name was given you when you were born, and it was given to you again when you were baptized in the name of God. Through holy baptism, that is, you have been given a new identity. You were made, as the catechism puts it, a member of Christ, the child of God, and an inheritor of the kingdom of heaven. You have been given new life in Christ Jesus, in his body, the church. And what you have received in this gift far, far exceeds what we can imagine, or think. This is what St. Paul is gesturing toward in our epistle lesson today, toward the excessive richness of the gift God has given us in Christ Jesus. Paul is in such awe of the enormity of this gift that his words come flowing out in a breathless torrent. The passage we read most of it verses 3 through 14 of Ephesians chapter 1, is one long sentence. The apostle is carried away in poetic rhapsody as he marvels at the breadth and length and depth and height of God's gift. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, he cries. What are those blessings? What is this all surpassing gift? The first thing to say is that it is given in Christ. Did you notice how many times that phrase or its equivalent appears in our passage? Verse 4 In Christ, the Father has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Verse 6 In the beloved, that is, in Christ, we have been accepted. Verse 7, in Christ and through his blood we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Verse 10, in Christ all things will be gathered together in one. Verse 11, in Christ we have an inestimable inheritance. All is given in Christ Jesus. As Paul puts it elsewhere, all the promises of God find their yes in him. In Christ We receive everything God has to give. To be a Christian is to be united to him, to be joined and cleaved to Christ Jesus in baptism, so that ever after, your identity, who you are, is found in Christ. You are united to him. You share his life. Elsewhere, St. Paul uses a vivid image. You are a member, a body part of the body of Christ. You are a member of Christ in the same way your arms and legs are members of your body, that close to him. You are part of his body, one flesh with him. You share in his life. St. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ, who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Chief among the benefits we receive in Christ is what Paul calls in our passage the adoption of children, in Christ, you have been made a child of God. Now, in a general sense, all humans are children of God, just because we were created by God, made by him. And because we come from him, we are all, in one sense, God's offspring. But when you are baptized, you were made a child of God in a new and different sense. You were made a child of of God by adoption, being united to Jesus, all that he has is yours. By adoption, you share in his sonship, his relation with the father. You stand alongside Jesus as a child of God and with him pray, our father. God has chosen you and adopted you as his beloved child. Let that sink in, that is who you are. That is more fundamental to your identity than anything else, more than your ancestry, your parents, your body, your desires, your looks, what you are good at or not, your success at school or work or not. Who you are as a Christian Is a beloved child of God. Notice what Paul says about your having been chosen by God. He says you've been chosen by God before the foundation of the world. What can that mean? Listen to what the great 20th century theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar says about this. Balthasar says that this passage places the person chosen by God into God's all-encompassing, timeless plan of salvation. What I am and what I shall be has been set out from eternity before the foundations of the world. You have a place in God's eternal plan to make all things new. You exist as someone with a place and the good purpose of God to gather in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. In other words, your life has eternal and cosmic significance. And if that's true of you, it's also true of your neighbor as well. C.S. Lewis is very good on this point. He writes, There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilization, these are mortal." and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, exploit. What more can we say? In Christ, Paul says, we have redemption through his blood. Forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Christ has delivered us from the bondage of sin and death. He has paid the fee for our liberty. You are not your own, the scripture says, for you were bought with a price. That price is nothing less than the cross, the precious blood shedding and death of our Lord. As the old gospel hymn has it, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And you know, you owe not only your liberty, but your very life to him. And you he has quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, Paul writes. God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, made us alive with him. In him, we have redemption. Because of Christ, your past sins, your past failures, do not define who you are. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. In him, you have forgiveness of sins. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. What is your only comfort in life and death? It's a question that an old catechism asks, and it gives the answer that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. There is still more, much more, to the gift God gives in Christ. In Christ, Paul goes on to say, you have also obtained an inheritance. You have been made an inheritor of the kingdom of heaven, an heir to the unsearchable riches of Christ. As Paul writes elsewhere, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. And as Christ is the heir of all things, with him God promises to give us all things. The Lord pours out his Holy Spirit in our hearts as a down payment, as earnest money, for our promised inheritance. And that exceeds all that we can imagine. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I want to give the last words this morning to St. Paul. I want to end with his prayer for the church at Ephesus, which comes a few lines after our passage, a prayer which is also my prayer for you and for myself. It's a prayer that we might receive the grace to know just a little bit more in our hearts, the all-surpassing riches that we have been given in Christ Jesus. prayer that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ would grant you to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. And to know the love of Christ which surpasses all knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.